Welcome to the blogcast, Let There Be Lose. I'm your host, Linda Garcia, also known as Lose Warrior. The intention of this blogcast is to bring spirituality to the forefront. To not be afraid of what your intuition is telling you, but to encourage you to take action on it. Episode 90, made possible by our Patreon family. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Let There Be Lose. I am so nervous. I'm going through so many emotions. My entire life is new, like brand spanking new. I'm working on adjusting. I'm working on getting my family adjusted. I'm working on creating routines. It's exhausting. And it has been quite the transition. There are so many peaceful moments. There are so many moments of certainty, as well as so many moments of fear and anguish and anxiety. This is just part of growing. This is why it is so difficult for us to make really bold decisions in our lives, most especially when we've developed routines that we are comfortable in because we are confident in moving through those routines to completely disrupt that and essentially knock it down to ground zero and begin to rebuild. Just the thought of that generates so much fear. Even as you make the commitment, even as you decide to take the transition, the fear that was looming prior to making the decision carries into what is taking place and you're having to constantly work against that fear or I should say work with that fear and it is okay. It's part of of expanding and I really truly wish we would talk about this more often because I really believe it will embolden people to take steps that they are being called to take what comes with making really big and important decisions in your life and the truth is it comes with major disruptions and what you're ultimately scared of that's exactly what it comes with fear is just fear it is simply an emotion that you are feeling sometimes it feels so real like your entire world is crumbling and sometimes we are able to manifest that fear and turn them into actual events that we attract to us. As I've made this incredibly difficult transition that has not been easy from the beginning, but there has been an undertone, a certainty, a knowing that this is what I am supposed to do, so I take the steps forward. I've always uprooted myself. This is actually a pattern that I have in my life where I like to just start over, start anew. It's just part of my journey. It's part of my growth. That's not to say that it has to be part of everyone's journey or every everyone's growth. I do believe that we are called to expand in many ways. For some people, it may look like the way I'm currently expanding. And for other people, it may look like something completely different. But one thing that is real, one thing that is common is the fear that comes with making bold decisions. We arrived in Dallas on a Monday. And the moment we begin to drive into the city, I started to feel a lot of emotions that 
were being pulled from memories. I was basically reliving movies in my head of traumatic experiences that took place right before I left Dallas, which when I left, I was 27 years old and I didn't leave in, I would say, like major positive circumstances. I was going through a really big trial. There was a lot that was taking place and I was dealing with the majority of this life experience by myself. The end of the day, I decided that it was time for me to be in a more supportive space, which was to head out to California, which is kind of the same reason I am now back in Texas. So as I'm going through these memories and going through these thoughts, I have the realization that I am very cyclical, which I've always known that I carry deep patterns. The identification of the patterns themselves is actually what has helped me help myself. It has been what has led me down the path of healing because I've been able to see clear patterns that it was almost like I was watching a flower grow. There is an actual spiral of life on the way that things grow. And so with my own personal life, I could see the spiral so crystal clear and I could identify patterns. And so I knew that in these patterns, there was the hand of God. This is something that every single one of us has. It's not unique to me. For most of us, we go through our lives not even knowing that there's this pattern that we're a part of and that we are also in control of. Most of the time we think that everything is happening to us, this traumatic event happened to me, when in reality I truly believe that we have a lot of power in the pattern. But we can't hone in on that power until we are able to identify that there is even a pattern. As we were making our way in, I remembered, of course, that I was 12 years old when I first moved to Dallas, which, let me back up, 12 years prior, I was actually conceived in Dallas. My mom conceived me here with my father, and during her eighth month, they moved to California. And then I was born in San Clemente, California. There is definitely something that is tying me here to this land. It's deeper than what I can currently understand. And just the fact that I moved here on a decision that I made by myself when I was 12 years old, heading back to California at 27, and then having another 12-year span and making my way back to Texas. I am doing work that I cannot fully process yet, and I probably, as I've said this before, will not finish the understanding of my purpose until the day that I die. And when I say my purpose, I don't mean imposing my purpose on anyone else or anything like that. I mean just truly understanding what it is that I'm doing here. I really sometimes feel like a true detective of my life, just trying to heal myself fully. I do consider myself healed because I was broken into a million pieces and I have been able to put myself together in so many ways. Will I continue to break? Yes. Sometimes those cracks chip and I have to, you know, pick them back up and put them back together again, remind myself who I am. And that's okay. It is all part of the process. The point is that I am not the same Linda that left. I was really what I would consider, you know, this tough girl back then. But now it's just this different type of tough girl. It's not this street girl that was in gangs and fighting and beating people up. It's this woman that's a lot more softer, that carries so much 
much llanto from the soul but be careful because there's so much fire that I can release from my soul as well and so if patterns try to come back you know I'm ready to sort of dance with them and um, take them down with their own force. As I was entering the space, I began to encounter a lot of triggers that were similar to patterns that I had been in when I was younger. I found myself completely consumed by them and I couldn't see my way out. I fell victim to it. And I really started to feel core fear in the bottom of my belly. I was consumed by this energy for about three days where I thought, what have I done? Have I made a mistake? And I want to share with you what truly helped me and it also helps liberate me. That is to share exactly how I'm feeling in a safe space with elevated conscious minds. That means making a decision on who you're going to tell about what is taking place consciously. Because if you are not conscious of who you're telling, what can happen is that that negative energy that you might be embarking on or experiencing can get bigger and turn into like, the vision I got right now was a storm in the middle of sea. But if you share what you are feeling with conscious minds that you know are going to hold space for you and are going to provide the right energy for you to recover, then there's a release that happens and there's a shift. It feels like the boat is leaving the storm, has found a lighthouse, and is pulling up into a safe and secure space. I created a really vulnerable post over on Patreon on what exactly was taking place. And so many women in the community reached out. I just really felt the support, and I am not kidding, within about an hour of posting that post, everything shifted. Within that hour, we found this beautiful apartment. When I used to live here 12 years ago, I used to run down this trail and I would run down this neighborhood and I would say maybe one day, maybe one day I will live in this neighborhood. I couldn't even commit to a one day. It was like a maybe because I could give myself an out. When I walked into the living room and I saw the trees in every single room and I saw the trail and, and I saw 25 year old, 26 year old, 27 year old Linda running down that trail for three solid years thinking maybe one day to just be here and get to have my coffee watching other people run down the trail with their dreams in mind, their goals for the day, their ambition just felt so rewarding, like such a gift. If this is really where I'm going to live, if this is the plan that Source, God, the universe has for me, poetic story for younger Linda. And all of these things began to manifest where it was just a waterfall of gifts in terms of the way everything was working out. Sharing my vulnerability and talking about my fear and what I was experiencing with a safe 
protected space with a tribe on Patreon, a community that I absolutely love, 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 love so much. Of course, not just from patrons, but everyone else on Instagram and in the podcast community. It's just that Patreon itself is a safe space for all of us. We open up so much to each other on what's going on in our lives. And so that space is a designated space for us to share with each other even deeper moments that I don't necessarily feel comfortable with sharing on here or on Instagram. It was like I felt an army of warriors that picked me up like let's go you got this remember who you are i watched everything shift i really wanted to share that if there's something that you're going through it's so important to pick a conscious group of people or a conscious person that knows how to hold space and can help provide you with energy with a prayer with something that can uplift you i believe in the power of prayer we have an episode here on the podcast that actually talks about the power of prayer not just from my perspective but from people that have used it doctors that have have used praying for their patients and how they've seen amazing manifestations take place. There's a reason why we pray. There's a reason why we ask source. Sometimes we get so caught up in the pattern that we can't, we forget to ask for help. We forget to share. We forget to, you know, be honest and vulnerable. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think we're just so conditioned to share the highlights of our life on social media that we couldn't possibly share what we're really going through because that's not a highlight. But this was such a beautiful experience. What I want to talk about today is closely aligned to what I have just mentioned. I decided last Friday to take a a course, an Eckhart Tolle course called Conscious Manifestation. And as synchronicity would have it, I was supposed to take this course. It is completely aligned with this entire experience of what I've been going through and how I manifested fear, how I attracted the most scary experience of my entire life that I am not ready to share right now, maybe in the future. As of right now, I just feel so much fear surrounding the experience again that I don't want to fuel it and I want to be able to share it when I'm feeling safe about it. So it may not even be this platform per se. But what I am looking to share is tips on how to shift energy, how to break any patterns that may be reoccurring. Of course, you heard the first tip. We're moving into the second tip. As synchronicity would have it, part of what I needed to learn was attached to this course that I'm taking with Eckhart Tolle. I am currently going through the first module, the first week. My first lesson was given to me on Monday, so I'm working through the lesson. I wanted to share a little bit, like highlight of the lesson and my interpretation, what I am gathering from the lesson. It's so important for us to understand that when we read a book, when we take courses, when we engage in something that is delivering content and different perspectives, different views on ways to develop personal growth, we all have a completely different experience on how we take in the content 
because we're molding it to our personal experience. We're molding it to what we are currently going through. So if you've taken this course, if you plan on taking this course, it may not read the same for you. The message that you may extract might be completely different because it is tailored to your perception. Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about what he's talked about in his books. You know, the basis of his entire teaching is really two things, to be present in the now and to observe your egoic self. He really believes that thoughts are a form of possession. They can possess you to constantly be in a doing mode instead of just a being mode. And then a lot of our doing can be driven by how we take in content outside of ourselves and then of course how we are perceiving thoughts. Thoughts about ourselves, thoughts about other people, so judgments attaching ourselves to like I need this car because this car is going to give me success. I need to live in this neighborhood neighborhood because this neighborhood is going to deem me success versus just being, just doing. And he actually believes that in being and just doing, if there is a desire that you may have, that those things just come to you automatically without you lusting over them. Kind of like the way where I never even scouted this location, but a long time ago, I had a desire of maybe one day I can. Without me looking for it, the universe via Alfonso brought this place to me. Back in a time when Alfonso was just a baby, he was probably like 15 years old while I was running this <laughs> this trail, which is kind of creepy to think of right now. As I'm going into the lesson, we're also talking about patterns, which is something that is very important that we're always going to talk about on this podcast. And of course, as synchronicity has it, pattern was the theme as I was driving into Texas. Edgar, he really poses the idea that the only thing we're really in control of is being present and how we are reacting, which to me now, as I'm ingesting his content, is being present. Being present can change the way we react to a certain situation. And if that is all we are in control of, then it started to make me think. I've always felt like, yes, I am in control of a pattern. I can become a victim. But what I began to ponder on was, is it possible that my reaction to a situation is, in fact, what drives the pattern to come back? So, for example, the vision I get is a boomerang. You know, you throw a boomerang and it comes right back to you. Could it be possible that if I were to just react differently to certain situations, the pattern would not make its way back. It would completely deflect. There would be no boomerang because I didn't throw it out to begin with, so there was nothing coming back. I had never looked at patterns in this way at all. I always just identified the pattern drove down to the root of the pattern, went back in time, tried to identify when was the first time I felt this, did all of that type of work. But what if I didn't necessarily have to relive old memories and the only thing I had to do was react differently? Now, reacting differently to something 
sounds a lot, a hell of a lot, easier said than done, okay? Reacting differently to something is like, at least for me, it is so difficult, which is why I would much rather drive down, I shouldn't say drive down, drive backwards, like I feel like I'm going in reverse and looking, holding the the passenger seat with my hand, with my head fully turned, driving backwards. I'm a freaking pro at doing that. Literally, I could drive through an entire city backwards. <laughs> and that's kind of what it reminds me of. I'm really good at going and driving back into situations. But what if I didn't have to do that? What if I truly could change the entire situation if I really just worked on the way I react to things? Because I am very fiery, I'm not only Aries, but rising, I'm a Leo, and moon sign, I'm a Capricorn. So there's all these controlling, fiery things about me, and I'm constantly trying to check myself. And one of the hardest things for me is my reaction. I've gotten so much better than before because before I used to just snatch someone up. I was physically extremely violent. Some people would probably not believe this. Most people that know me from Dallas, I think they're having a really hard time understanding the work I'm doing today because I was so opposite that. I was very violent and that type of behavior is so far from me today. It was awful. It is something that I am not proud of but it is also a part of me and who I am and I don't deny it and I'm also not ashamed of it. Not to say that I'm proud but it's just part of who I was. Oprah says, when you know better, you do better. For me, I got that. I get that. As I am working through reacting different this week, I feel that it has been helping. And this is why I also want to share this exercise with you and this perspective of could we indeed stop the pattern by just reacting in a completely different way from the way we have been reacting every time we watch the pattern unfold. In meditating itself, the actual exercise of meditating, the idea of meditating is to really clear thoughts, to not indulge in your thoughts and use that space and time to actually disconnect and just be. There's two types of meditative techniques that Eckhart Tolle talks about. One is just simply turning off your thoughts, which is really hard for most people. And the other is focus on your breath. If you can't silence your head, then actually focus on your breath. If you focus on your breath, you're not able to focus on other thoughts. This is something that I practice and I completely agree with the statement. So we have been under so much pressure in our home just to try and normalize the situation. You can imagine packing, purging, moving, unpacking, realizing, oh my gosh, I can't believe I still have all of these things after I've purged and packed my entire life into a seven-foot container. How is it possible to still have so much shit? So we've been under a lot of pressure. We're just really trying to find routines for our family. Everything is kind of all over the place. Our sleep is out of whack. And so Alfonso and I have been fighting with each other more in these last four to six weeks than we have ever argued 
in our entire relationship, which is really taking a toll on our stress. We don't fight with each other, and I know that probably sounds not normal, and I would probably agree. This is one of the first relationships where I'm not constantly fighting. Everything is always super chill, but these last weeks have really brought out the ugly in both of us. It has not been easy. So as I'm going through this Eckhart Tolle module of patterns and triggers and how we only have the power to not react to things, which sometimes feels absolutely impossible and like there's no way we have power over the way we react, but we do, we do, that's part of the practice. And so for me right now, I'm really hyper-focused on reacting differently because I will react with a smart-ass comment, a smart-ass remark, and I'm tired of being that person. It's been six weeks and it's exhausting. Like, I'm on my own nerves. In these last three days, what I started to practice is to not react and focus on my breath. So when Alfonso pisses me off, instead of trying to micromanage how he's unpacking and micromanaging where we're putting the waffle maker. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I instead focus on my breath. And my reaction completely goes away. It feels like cotton candy. It just completely melts away in my mouth. I can't even grasp for the words that I wanted to grasp onto, that I would normally grasp onto, that are so like me to snap back. I couldn't even grasp for those words. I couldn't even find them and my perspective would change. This isn't something that Eckhart talks about. He talked about, you know, the breathing for a completely different idea of just not being so possessed by your thoughts, not necessarily using it as a tool to stop a pattern. And maybe that's what's coming ahead. Maybe I can see the pieces being put together. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. We're barely on module one. But I have to say that implementing this exercise has helped so much. And it's even helping in the areas where I see thought patterns because actually living through patterns where you're experiencing the same thing over and over again is also propelled by thought patterns, right? Thoughts that we're constantly having. So even when that thought pattern comes through in my mind of like big fear, do I need to get a job of all of these things that are crazy because we've prepared for exactly what we're doing right now. It's almost like I need a reason to panic. I'm like gnawing on a bone and I can't put the bone down. So what I do is I just focus on my breath and the thought pattern completely dissipates. And sometimes I have to focus on my breath a bunch of times a day and sometimes I don't. I'm just consciously being present. That is what I wanted to share with you. Just an update of where I am, what's going on, how I'm dealing with it, the tools that I'm using, and just also to say thank you. Thank you for this incredible journey. We are on episode 90. So many things have happened since the start of this podcast. I really believe in Let There Be Lose. And if you believe in Let There Be Lose, if you find relief 
or you resonate with anything that I share, I would love to ask you to head over to iTunes. I am two ratings away from being at 400. So that means you could you could help me to get to 400 if you head over to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. Let me know how I'm doing on iTunes. Help spread the word. This really helps with the algorithm. It helps push me through with other podcasts talking about the same topics. Helps me grow my audience. I would really, truly appreciate you. I wanted to let you know that I am going to be present at Dia de los Muertos with Chocolatier Coco Andre, Cindy, and her mom. I am so excited to be present at their Dia de los Muertos event in Oak Cliff, in Bishop Arts. I cannot wait. I got to work with them a little bit at Mujeriena. They were sponsors of some treats that we got to enjoy. They are an amazing chocolatier. My absolute favorite chocolate of theirs is dried orange slices dipped in dark chocolate, and having them so close is going to be extremely dangerous, but I'm excited to be part of their Dia de los Muertos. It's a free event. It's going to take place on November 2nd. So if you're living in Dallas and you're a listener, I definitely want to meet you. If you're from Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and you're down to make the trip, I would love to see you as well. There's such a big listenership here in Texas, and I'm excited to connect with every single one of you. I love you so much, and may the light within grow stronger.